Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. To get the State Farm personal price plan, just call or go to statefarm.com for a quote. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back in the locker room here. Hour number two. Perched high atop Chuck Nolfield. Well, as yes. high as we possibly can be in air conditioning and still see the field. It's really nice here. It is nice. The, 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 you know what? I, I mean, kudos kudos to the team for finding this location. For oh, us. yeah. Yep. yeah. Whoever yep. the advanced scout was, you know what? Gold well, star. Reagan, Reagan got us, man. Re- yep. Ray, Reagan took care of us and uh, put us in a nice location. Then he fed us our first material. Remember the 46,000-year-old worm? That's that right. That's right. Came We're, back to life and, and, and it was frozen yeah, in permafrost. Yeah, yeah, permafrost came down and and then the, all hawks got hungry. <laughs> they wanted that Wagyu worm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wagyu. <laughs> Boy, that tenderized, huh? Yeah, it tenderized good. <laughs> oh, man. 46,000 years old. Get zooks, man. God, I just just I, blows your mind. Yeah, that, that, that's wild and ridiculous, but still true. It's not a Ripley's Believe It or Not. That's just science right there. <laughs> yeah, that's just science. And Walt Disney is just pissed <laughs> off. So all I had to do was do this permafrost thing? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, but, man. But no, so we're we're here at camp and we are we are watching. They're they're relining the field. Yes, they are. That's what we got to see. So you'll see some a, a lot more prominent red lines around the field. I think to also to keep fans safe, a safe distance because it is pads day. So you want to know where that is. But also on the field, we have we have some squares that were uh, drawn in the uh, far end zone or what right. is that? What we call it? Baseball field end zone. Yes. Yep. Yeah, d- drawn in that area. I think those are quadrants for like the run blocking drills and things like that of, yep. that, of that nature, to to get guys ready so we have markers. Um, just got the schedule too, Wolf. Yes, you did. We are going to be on top of it. Yep. So backs on back, tight ends and backs on backs. That's one thing I, I keep clarifying that. Yes, tight well, ends. They will do tight ends. Uh, separately, sometimes in drills, right? Well, you know, they'll, they'll take them. them. They'll take them with the outside backers at first, right? Yes. Because it's a lot of edge stuff. But yeah. then you'll work them into the backs on backers, like a Connor Hayward type that right. comes from that H right. back wing position. Yep. yep. And work them in there because you'll have to take on inside and outside backers. There you so, go. So whereas backs on backers just strictly inside guys, taking them on between the B gap, so to speak, between that zone. They're, they're coming area. at you, baby. They're coming live. Um, so. Yeah, so we got to see that, so we'll know when. And, of course, it won't interfere with our one-on-one pass rush viewing pleasure. we need to see that. It is an important thing for us to see. So we did see that, and there's a lot of fun stuff. There's going to be Team Red Zone today, which is going to be nice. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be a fun, physical, competitive area. Kenny Kenny had some trouble with Red Zone, all right? And everybody knows. His stats were a little bit down, but look, again, he's a rookie. He didn't even have – he was not even expected – 
to be doing any of that stuff last year. Yeah. He's going to be much better at it. He's already shown some growth in, in process in the red zone, seven shots down here. Again, unpadded, but the fact of the matter is you got to wait and you got to be able to execute unpadded before you can execute padded up. Yeah. So there's, there's more coming, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and we're, we're going to get two sessions of that today because we'll get the seven shots yes. from the two-yard line, have to you know, score goal-to-go score scoring situations. Right. But then we'll also have team red zone where you'll have to drive to get into the red zone to get to that position. Or if you th- or if you just throw a 20-yarder, you know, to uh, to George Pickens right off the bat, then you there you done, go. You know. But we're going to get that today, some special category stuff. Look, getting to see a lot more physicality in the run game. Situational football. Yeah, Mike situational football. We'll get to see real run blocking today because we'll have yep. some, we'll have the team run period as well. Um, so it, it's going to be a really fun day out here, and I know a lot of fans are coming. My godson's coming today. Oh, really? Very yeah, good. with his papa. It's funny All to right. call, it's funny to call Sam papa. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is my best friend's uh, father-in-law, ex-father-in-law. Very good. So, Very good. So yeah, so they'll be here today. So I can't wait to see them as well. They'll get to see Pads Day, and I'm sure a lot of fans are. Have this day marked like, hey, I know it's a Tuesday, but it's Pads Day, it's baby. It's Pads Day around all of Western PA, so we're gonna have fun watching that. Doesn't it feel like it's still Monday though? It does. I kind of well because like we had a day off. That's yeah. why I, I, we had the day off. And I the lost off my of, camp rhythm when I finally got into my <sighs> camp rhythm. Exactly. I mean, we were doing shows on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. And then we get Monday off. Yeah. It just it was goofy. It's awkward. It uh, just yeah. It did. But but hey. We're not going to get too many more days no. off before we get game action. So we're going to get a lot of pads, back-to-back days, and it's going to be fun. And then, of course, like you said, the lead-up to Friday Night Lights, which is the knockdown, drag-out, take-them-to-the-ground type of situation. Get, yeah, get in front of the fans, night kind of thing. It's a little cooler. Yeah. Do the autograph sessions yeah, and stuff. So fans it's, will get, it's kind of a neat thing. It's a cool – I mean, it, it's really a very unique thing that, you know, is I feel – and I'm going to be selfish about this. Oh, unique to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sure other teams might do it, but they don't do it as good as we do. No. And the thing about it was, I, you know, I, was, I did the first one back in, I believe it was 87, 88. I think 88 we did, yeah. they did that, started doing it. Kind of like uh, just to pay back to the, the community. It was just yeah. something to shake it up a little bit. Uh, we went up, that's right, we went up to um, Johnstown. That's where oh, we you get, went to that's Johnstown. First, okay. Yeah, because then they started doing it over there um, at Latrobe La High School. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, uh, it, it gives the fans a chance to see it. The players, it takes you out of the doldrums of the everyday 155. Hit it to switch and go. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it shakes up your week a little, a little bit. A little bus ride to give a little nostalgia little ride, on the cheese back, wagon. You got some pizza afterwards. Yeah. You know, all the fat guys are celebrating. We would celebrate all the time when we have pizza. I mean, yeah. It's every party's a celebration with pizza. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you can't have lasagna, pizza is the next closest thing to come. Yeah. Viva Italia. Viva la Italia. Yes. But, no uh, doubt about it. So, but yeah, but, moving but, along. But today, I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, you know, let's also kind of look back okay. on where we are over the last four practices. Okay. You know, what are some of the things that stand out to you from players' performances? From those practices, who needs to have a big pads day in your mind? Mm. It's going to be interesting. If from the past four days, number one, I would say um, I'm interested in the personnel groupings. The 12 13 has showed up. All yeah. Right? That's very interesting. Second thing, deep balls. 
We're yes. seeing more deep balls. I mean, Kenny's throwing them up there and lighting them up. Gunslinger. Yes, gunslinger. You know, those are the two biggest things that, that kind of prominently jump out in my gourd, uh, uh, you know, from the past four days. The guys that have that, that have started to, uh, to step out for me a little bit, number one is uh, William Dunkel because yeah. of the fact, and again, he's an offensive lineman. That's, that's low-hanging fruit for us. We yeah. like to hang out with the boys. Uh, Dunkel is really, he's dropped weight. He looks lean and mean. He's getting the job done in a way that he's not shown before. And I wrote about this for Jim Wexel's um, Steel City Insider. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But Spencer Anderson, yeah. you, you pointed him out Mr. earlier. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Not of Matrix fame, but, yeah, it's okay. but you pointed out, and I started watching him, and he's very Kelvin Beecham-like. Yeah. You know, I really like that. And then we also have talked about this, Keanu Benton and his, you know, you watch his, the, the physical characteristics, as I, as I wrote about it, the fact is he's very, you can see the violence is in him. You know, yeah. it's there. The club, the uppercut, the bang, bang, you know. Yeah. And so it's waiting to be unleashed. I think Keanu Benton is one of the guys that I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's capable of doing when the pads come on. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right, and, and that's definitely when we're talking about the interior of this offense and defense. Those are the guys, right, on the lines because, you know, we're still looking for that second wave, full first wave on the defensive line. Carl Dunbar loves to have six to eight guys he can rotate in. Yep. So, But finding that nose is going to be a central piece on who can start for me. Who can play with Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi in a base personnel grouping? Now, I know 11 is a lot. 11 personnel, which is only one tight end, one running back, and three receivers, is the prominent grouping now in today's NFL. Yes. But you still have to be able to run base elements. Absolutely. And because everybody still wants to run. Now, granted, we'll see how it's going with all these running backs around the league <laughs> having either issues, wanting to be traded, and guys getting injured. Seattle, I don't get why Seattle just – they can't keep guys healthy up there at the running back position. No. They have, like, three on? guys go down already. I'm like, we're not – we haven't even put pads on. How do you have three guys with injuries at, at the running back position? That's, like, their crux up there. I don't know if it's something in the water up there in the Pacific Northwest, but I digress. In a run game – They got good guys, sushi, though. They do have great You know, seafood. I got to tell you, one great time seafood. we went out to Seattle when the Steelers were playing, when Tunch and I were together. And, yeah. You know, we went to hit this one uh, sushi joint. I'm telling you, it was magnificent. Well, we'll get to do that again. It was a cal- caloric slaughter of magnificent proportions, I'll well, tell you. Well, we're, we're going to Seattle yes, this year. Yes, I know. So Maybe I, we can reenact that. I was about that. to say, we should reenact that, Wolf. Because um, <laughs> I love sushi. Who doesn't Who love doesn't sushi? Who doesn't love sushi? But, um, but I think that's something that, you have to be able to be good at. You have to be able to have waves that you can throw at right. the opposing offense. So Keanu Benton figures into that very bigly. Um, you look at also. Hey, very bigly. I know. You I just starting I, to sound like me. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was. Can, it, it rolls off the tongue. When it you're just proves each other. that I can dumb down anybody, l- buddy. L- l- listen, <laughs> your influence knows no borders. <laughs> But, Next thing you know, you're going to be pulling nails out of boards with your teeth. I will not do that. I can tell you that much. I will not. I will try any food challenge, but I will not try any strongman competition stuff. I'm done with that too, man. Unless you want me to tear some napkins at the dinner table and share them with you. That's about well, I just, it. I got two napkins here. Yeah. 
Fruit. There you go, there Wolf. You, go. you need a napkin. <laughs> Got it now. Now we both have napkins. <laughs> oh, my yeah. but, um But, yeah, so, that's, so that, 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 that looks to play a large factor in this. And when you're watching and wanting to see, especially the O-line, D-line run block drill, there's going to be one to see how you shed, how you recover, yes. how, how, how you redirect the running back right. from where he wants to go. Um, you know, I, one thing that I'm going to be really interested to see, inside linebacking group, oh, not man. just backs on backers, but just now that, that whole, we have the pads, I, it, it, they got a trio now. Think about they it. They got a trio of thumpers. You got a Landon Roberts. You yeah. got Cole Holcomb. You got Quan Alexander. Yeah. You know, and then you got M-Rob, as in, you yeah. know, Mark Robinson, yeah. who I'm, I'm – you know, I'm I'm kind of like fixated on watching him do so. He, there's he's got such good see do. Yes, you know what I mean. He yes. sees it, then he does it. Yeah, the the instincts there because of being a former running back. I can't harp on this enough. Gives you a different perspective when you it attack really does. at the linebacker position because you can see what the offense wants to do because you've done it. Yes, you've been that guy. How do how's that running back set up the block for the cutback? Well, if I know he's planning on cutting back, guess what? I'm not going to over pursue. I'm a knife on the backside because that's where he wants to go. Yep. I'll let everybody else do all the window dressing for me, but I'm going to knife in the backside. That's kind of where he made a name for himself, you know, a year ago in that Jacksonville preseason game of being able to diagnose and destroy. So, you know, that's going to be a really interesting one, watching that inside linebacker group. And then also, like you said, the competitiveness now that pads are on for DBs and wide receivers. How do those jams really look in real life? Right. Because it's only a certain degree you can do with shirts on. No, and, no, you know, guys are, you know, you're you don't not see grabbing. The real deal. Yeah. No, but when you watch a Pat Peterson jam, a man press corner for over 12 years in this league, um, that's a, that hits a little different. It does. Right? And Allen Robinson being able to evade off of the slot from those type of things because of his experience. So it's going to be fun to watch these guys in a more up tempo, physical nature. Um, in practice today, because I think that's a really good point, is that you know the pads kind of reveal that character. There's no question about it. Pads reveal everything. Yes. You know, I mean, they do. <laughs> your your inner steel, you know, your ability, your your just your conditioning, everything. Because let's face it, you know, it's hot in shorts and, and jerseys. It's way hotter in full pads. Yes, the pressure cooker gets applied once you strap those pads on. There's no doubt about it. So yeah. today is pads day. It's exciting. It's what you want to see. It's, it's all about football, man. And this is the opportunity for these guys to shine. And I know you were talking earlier about some of the guys you wanted to shine. And one of the guys that I wanted to shine, I wanted to keep seeing Elijah Riley. Yeah. You know, Eli, hey, his growth. Yep. hey, man, let me tell you something. This young man is competing for a safety for a nickel corner. Spot and he's doing some good things. He had an interception, intercepted Mason uh, the other day on a on a, a little seam route. Something happened in the seam there. He jumped on and undercut it, and boom, got himself an interception. I like that. Allen Robinson's had two picks, you know, in, in camp yeah. here. So you know, we got some we got some stuff going on, contentiousness in the secondary. So you know what? I think we should step aside. We'll come back and we'll talk about. The importance of the slot position. You Offender checked your watch, did you? And defender. Yes, nice. I did. You, did. you were on the yeah, clock. Exactly. I, I Listen, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm trying You're to be a clock it. reader. You're doing it. Yeah, but yeah, let's come back and let, let's really dive into slot, offensive and okay. defensive perspective Sounds on good. that. When we come back in the locker room here at Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, St. Vincent's College <laughs> Pads Day. We'll be back.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about they talk about stupid stuff, but you were just talking about the new Mission Impossible thing. Yeah, I was. And Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise launches himself, does an evil Knievel off uh, whatever, you know, a, a, a ginormous mountain or something, and then he pops a parachute. He did yeah. the stunt himself. Once again. Did you see it? Did you see the yeah, movie? Yeah, I saw the movie, okay, yeah. I've not seen the movie. Yeah, no, I mean, you watch it, and you're just like, why? At what point in your life do you just say, you know what? Maybe, I might be getting there in age where yeah, I don't need I to the, do my the, own stuff. The, the, the professionals do it. You know? I do have this stunt double that, that they keep hiring for every movie that I do, and he just sits in his trailer. Yeah. Maybe I should bring him out the trailer just Maybe once. I let him, yeah. And this would be a good one when you're about 3,000 feet off a cliff, and yeah. you, you jump your bike, and then uh, you fall off the bike and pull your chute. Yeah. You know, just in case and something doesn't work. And you're nearing like 60. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, they, it's, it's time to pull that one out. We have now hit that point in our lives, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm all for You'll the body doubles. You'll not see doubles. me trying to pull any nail out of my, uh, out of yeah, my board. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. CJ, CJ, I need you to pull the <laughs> pull the nail out of the board. Stunt son. <laughs> stunt stunt son. son, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you could, you have to bring the stunt doubles in. But, no, um, but yeah, so we're, we're up here, and then, of course, I mean, now but, we're. Well, wait a minute. Before we go anywhere else, all right, okay. also, you said you met Ving Rhames. Yes, okay. I did. The guy who does the Arby's. He's the voice on Arby's. The voice know. of Arby's. We got the meats. Arby's. We have the, the meats. meats. Yes. You know, what What was he like? I mean, just, I mean, a cool, nice dude. I really? mean, he was just, I mean, you know, he, he has a little Stacey Adams brim on, you know. I mean, that's kind of like one of his signature things. Right, right. But uh, he was filming a movie here in Pittsburgh years ago when I was still an active player. Um, and I just remember we, we went to the rap party. Um that was over. I can't even tell you the name of the spot. It's a sushi spot in Pittsburgh. The uh, rap party. It's not like boom, 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 boom. Uh, you know, no, 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 no not not a hip hop. Okay, not a okay. hip hop. W R A P. Okay, W R A P. All right. Rap party for the movie, and we just happened to be at the same spot. And so I got to meet him, and I got to meet Danny Masterson, and some other ah, actors that were there. A little brush with fame here. Yeah, that that brush were at, that were at the party. Yeah, brush with greatness. Yeah, there you, you go. Know. Yeah. For them and for me. <laughs> High confidence level there. Yeah, there uh, no. Just but, throwing yeah, it out there. Throwing it out there. No. Um, but, no, it, it, and it was cool because, you know, like, Ving Rhames has been a lot of, lot, of, lot of movies that I've really enjoyed, and especially the Mission Impossible series. That's kind of how we got on that. Right. Because he plays, like, kind of the tech guru um, for, uh, for Tom Cruise in that movie. And it was, just, it was just cool to meet him in person. I mean, very solid dude. Looks like very a solid, solid dude. dude, but yeah, we we were talking about the Arby's commercial. And I was asking you if you, you saw Mission Impossible, and it led to Ving Rhames. But that's how our conversations <laughs> usually go during the break. No doubt about that's it. A random spot. All right, so getting back to the original thing, which you proposed before we went to break, was talking about some of the contestants for the Nickel Corner. Yes, you know the Nickel Corner, which has grown in such importance. It's an overlooked position in my mind for a lot of people because the elements that are encompassed in one single guy you take a mike hilton mike hilton who just shone in that position there was i don't i don't think there was a better nickel corner around than mike hilton given his responsibilities of run defense pass defense and blitz rush yes you know i mean he did all three things at such a high level 
you know, a lot of people said, ah, he doesn't cover that well in pass. I, 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 I'd say no. I think he did well enough. No doubt about it. I think he did well enough, especially yeah. with the other things that he brought with the I was going to say, because he's not solely just a pass no. coverer, right? Exactly. You, you have get all the elements to do for that all one. three elements in that. And so, you know, when you look at that, I also think about in our day, right, we had a William Gay. Yeah. Oh, Willie. Yeah, yeah. Willie big Gay. play Will Gay. Bill, big play Will Gay. You, you betcha. So, so Will was one of the guys that really – kind of highlighted that position for us because before you know we would try and swing different guys in there you try and play matchups right yes, yes. when the tight end would split out in that position the slot really wasn't but like i said with today's prevalence of the 11 personnel which is one tight end one running back three wide, wide. receivers that is a base personnel for 60 percent of the offensive production in the league they almost 70 I yeah mean, i think it's up in the upper 60s yeah it's the upper 60s Not so that i'm really good with stats no, it's, it's all good it's all good you, hey close enough right close enough. <laughs> shoot for the moon land amongst the stars you know and i think that's kind of where there's now particular emphasis on this position because you essentially have to have three starting cornerbacks essentially and three starting safeties yes and three starting linebackers because the slot covers all three of those position groups. There you go. And you need the hybrid. I think that's also why you see when you're looking at secondary guys, right, when we're going through the draft, like, hey, who has versatility, especially when you get into, like, the second round and, you know, and later on in the draft, what does this guy do? I know he says cornerback on there, but can he play slot? Can he play safety? Can he do some sub-package linebacker work? That's what that nickelback is in today's NFL because that is a starter more often than not. It's no longer a guy that comes in on third-down situations, which is what you and I would have been used to, and even a rarity even in your time, right, to see guys just go three wides. Right. But now when you look at on the opposite side of the ball, when you have to deal with Allen Robinson, when you have to deal with Calvin Austin the third, or Connor Hayward, or right. Darnell White, like – those are the guys that now come in in those slot type of positions. So the defensive back has to be a guy who can adapt, right? He is, it's like sending the advanced scout team, right? Right, correct. You know, you know, when you have a scout sniper that goes ahead before all the troops come, that guy has to be versatile. He has to be a one-man team by himself. That's kind of what that slot nickel is because he has to be able to go into the toolbox and be whatever they need. Am I, am I getting in on the run? If it's an outside pass, I've got to be able to set the edge, right? Or if it's a screen, screen swing pass, I have to be able to stock and pursue. Or if they're going into long pass routes, I have to now insert myself into the secondary and be that kind of center fielder type of player. So it's a very important spot that's not overlooked. And, you know, some of the personnel that we're looking at in that position, Wolf, we're looking at what, Patrick Peterson? Right, correct. You said Elijah Riley before the break. Yes. As another guy. But I also think of um, Duke Ch Dawson. Duke Dawson, Chandon Sullivan. Yes. That are also in that conversation. And then, of course, Keanu Neal as well. Yes. So there's a lot of guys competing for that spot because they know that that's a starting spot that's available. Yes. You know, and for guys that aren't as quick as Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice Jr. to play the outside corner, you know, and Pat Peterson will mix into that as well. But the other guys, that's where you make your hay. Think about this. It really kind of is depending on whether or not JP2, is that what we call him? Little Peasy. Little Peasy. Makes peasy. it easier to start. Okay. He's not really little, though. I mean, that's he's the thing. He's not. But, he's, but compared to his dad personality-wise, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has a lot of growth. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. Little Peasy, it really depends on whether he can nail down that 
starting job. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, uh, Trice, he's another guy that, you know, Corey Trice could be part of that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it they really want little peasy to be able to handle that that, yeah. that position because that can free up pat peterson that can yes. free up uh a, a number of things actually yeah because pat peterson also played safety yeah i mean think about that he said he was doing reps at safety yeah we saw him doing reps is it like why is pat p in the middle of the field <laughs> i don't know you know let's <laughs> ask him shall yeah we? exactly let's let's go let's go explore further shall we um but i think that that's kind of one of the big ones yeah you're right if Lil Peasy can nail down one of the one of the starting corner positions, you now get a freelancer at Pat P, which that's a scary proposition. That a guy with excellent. his his yes. experience, his skill set, his knack for the football, you put him in a free roaming position with Minka. Wow, scary! And then you add the hitman capabilities of Demonte KZ. I love that dude. Yes. I love watching that dude play. We saw an interception, beautiful. You know, I mean where. He, it ricocheted off somebody's hands, clanged it, and he was just in that perfect spot. And yeah. he jumped on that thing like an eagle swooping in and nailing some sort of, you know, varmint. Coming. Yeah, some varmint. varmint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He scooped up that ball like an eagle scooping up a varmint. Yeah. No, I, and I think and that, that's, that's what – but that also is what gets us excited, right? When you sure. can see the chess pieces being moved around and an unlikely spot, you know, you got the knight that's just sitting there covering his location – and then an unsuspecting offender comes in and steps on that space. Oh, that's beautiful. And it becomes bad business bears, right? Yeah, bad oh, news bears. Yep, no doubt about yeah. it. But, uh, but yeah, but then offensively, let's talk about, you know, who are some of the guys competing for that slot well, position? Well, first of all, before we well, leave that, I, I just i am partial to Elijah Riley. i got to get this out. Cause, I, first of you all, you love Elijah Riley. Yeah, I do. Because, he, number one, he's a player. But, yeah. you know, I have a soft spot for West Pointers. Yes. My son was there, uh, graduated from West Point. You know, as they say, as Tom Bradley said, who used to go up there and do games, uh, TV games for yeah. uh, Coach Tom Bradley, uh, he would go up there and say, you know, the hardest, the, the easiest part of a West Point uh, football player's day was practice. You know, I yeah. mean, that's, that's really the easiest part for him. That's how yeah. hard it is at that beautiful institution up there, high amongst the – the, the, up on the Hudson River, that's really a great campus. Have you ever had a Still never there? been. Oh, as my goodness. As many college games as I called. I've never. Oh, Max. I've called Army games. I've okay. just never called an Army game at Army at West Point. Oh, you, you just – you would love it. You would just love it, man. It's just beautiful, beautiful. They have that, that one area where they call it the million-dollar view, and it just opens up from the – where it's where they play. The, the band will play out there. and It's got a whole view of the Hudson River. It's just gorgeous, man. But anyhow, one day, yeah, one day, you betcha. But uh, Elijah Riley, not only that, um, playing the nickel and corner, he picked off Mason as I talked about in slot. He also had a, a PBU and seven shots the other day, you know. And I, I like what I see out of him. He's a competitive guy, gets after it. He was a captain at West Point, which means he has excellent leadership skills, which also probably points to communication skills as well. Yeah, and, you know, in the in the secondary, communication skills are mondo huge. Yeah, they are. And also, let me ask this, Wolf. I, you know, and forgive my my ignorance on this one, but when you go to Westport, you go to one of the service academies, you you have to get an exemption to play in the NFL, right, because of your service duty that's that's required yeah, by yeah. being a, a graduate and a cadet, right? Yeah, or you, you time out. 
You know, I mean, you you go three yeah. or four years. I don't, I don't know which it was that happened. You know. Yeah, I, I can't. And remember. I know that the service academy they were struggling with allowing a guy to leave right from the you know, academy College, if he got yeah. drafted. You know what I mean? If he yeah. had opportunities, I don't know. It's, it's um, funny how one draft is is immediate and the other draft is optional. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Point of professional just, curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> so all I can say is I'm a fan of Elijah Riley. Yes, I, I'm, I'm interested to see when you know the, the pads get real, the preseason takes off, where he goes from here. Yeah, no, it, it's so. it's going to be fun, but he's going to have to do battle. Yeah, with some guys in the slot that are competing for that same position on the offensive side of the yes. ball. So what I was asking, and what I'm going to continue to ask, who are some of those known guys in that situation? Well, Allen Robinson. We'll just throw names, and then, of course, we'll go to break, and then you can yeah, that's true. bring okay. the beginning of the segment. So just, just throw the names out, and then I'll, I'll toss the break. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm looking at Allen Robinson's a guy that obviously is going to be Should competitive. take it. Yeah. Should take it. Can take it. Yeah. Very capable of it. Um, you know another one? Calvin Austin. You know Exactly. He's a guy that, uh, again, you want to see some speed, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd want to. Yeah, maybe you play him at the X or Y. No. Okay. Yeah, he's a slot guy. Yeah, he's a slot guy, Wolf. I'm I'll not letting you, you go. I'm not, I'm not letting you look at that rabbit hole. Okay? <laughs> All right, I'll give you one. How about Pat Fryermuth? Mm. You know, you we've seen a couple where he's out in the slot, you know? Yeah. Interesting because he is so very – uh, Vers- quarterback friendly on the inside yes. there. Yeah, you know, he, very he reads versatile. coverages very well. Very becoming. Yes. It's a good position to be becoming of. But I'll throw another two and then we'll okay. go to break. Uh, Darnell Washington, I would love to see some work out of him Ooh. in that position. Ooh. But also, once again, i got to go back to it, Miles Boykin. Okay. Miles Boykin and Hakeem Butler. Okay. See what they can do. Very tall slot guys. Yes, very tall. And very you could physical. put a, you could put a skyscraper 11 out there. Ooh. When you put George Pickens, yeah, right, and you could possibly get a Miles Boykin and Keen Butler that's six three and six five respectively, wow. yep. and then say you throw Pat Fryermuth in that third spot. Interesting. interesting, but well, even more interesting is the yeah. fact that we're going to go to break. By the way, back. they're coming down the hill, aren't they? They are coming down the hill. They're filing down like a like a very neat, colorful ant farm. Indeed, we will have walk through the last time you'll see them in shirts. They're coming and down and. You got to know they're feeling a little bit different than they have in other days. It's they not know. as much bounce. No, because they know what's yeah. coming up. Yeah, and what's coming up next, we'll be back here in the locker room here at St. Vincent's College in Latrobe. Wolf, Starks, Ninjas, back in a minute. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are well into walkthroughs right now. That part of the day in the schedule for the Steelers. They are out on the field running through drills. Offense is on the closest field, which is field two. Field one is the, uh, is the, is the primed field. That's the main attraction yes. field. So nobody touches that during walkthroughs. So they're on field two. Defense is on the far field on field three, running through some drills and stuff. And, you know, I don't see the pop because I think they're trying to save a little bit in the tank because they know what's, what's well, on the it's, precipice. it's walkthrough. Now, remember. It's because, walkthrough, but 
If you if you if you jog, you're violating NFLPA rules. That is true, but okay. there's still a little spring. Right, right. That but we saw know, the first couple of days. Today, there's some guys that got to be a little nervous. If yeah. you ask me. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily shaking in their knickers, no. but I mean, there's still something is in the front of their mind. Right. right? There's a little <laughs> quiver going on. Yeah, in, that, in your gullet. The thought bubble is really big. Yes, <laughs> because you know world. you're about. If you're a young guy, yeah, this is your first opportunity to show that you belong. Yes. You know, that is Mike Tomlin says that the stage is not too big for you. Yeah. You know, so your 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 first impressions are lasting impressions, which is why you don't want to go out and get smoked in backs on backers and things of that nature, simply because that's what st- tends to stick with people. Yeah, it, it is. And and let's face it, there's going to be a crowd. Like yes, this is, is this is something that's done at the practice field, you know, like OTAs or you get in the regular season. No, no, no. These Seats, the bleachers, the grass, the low bleachers. Yep. There will be people around up on the up up on the little hill here. There will be people watching. There will be people giving instant tactile feedback to you. Yes. Booze and cheers will be a plenty today during these drills. So how do you handle that pressure? How do you acquit yourself knowing that there are other eyeballs outside of coaches and scouts watching you? perform and giving you a vocal recall of what you did <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know because you also remember you're going to be watching film of this when you go back to the meetings tonight yes. you know and again it's about you don't want to be looking like an idiot in front of the boys yes. you know what i mean you got boys in your own room your, your guys you got your coaches um and you know the scouts which you know we hang out with them and yeah. get, a, get a gander at that too so it's uh, this. There's just a lot of juice here, and I know that there's got to be more than a few guys who got that little quivering in the gullet because you know it's go time. Go time's coming along. And for any real ball player, Max, you know as well as I do, that's what you live for. It's that yes. chaos and violence and contact and everything else. That's why. That's why you love the game. This is a contact sport. Yes. And if you're not willing to contact, actually. It's a collision sport, as Chuck Knoll would say. He'd say ballroom dancing is a contact sport. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's well, what Coach well, Knoll used to say. In today's NFL, we'll just call this contact because when you hear the word collision, it obviously gives a negative connotation right, to right. the guys out there uh, yes. in the world. But you're, you're right. This is a collision. This is a contact. This is a, this is a physical sport. Like, you can't get away in this game without having – Sometimes, I mean, we could argue the guy sitting on the coolers in the middle is more contact for them than yeah, it's that's collision. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. But the punter does take collisions. Yeah, he does. And they get fined, he- and the opposing person gets fined heavily for running into those guys. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think, you know. You know what I just remember? I just saw a replay of Antonio Brown the other day on the NFL Network returning that punt when he went uh, high karate on the – the, the, oh, the kicker, yeah. yes. you know, and, and, and kicked yeah. him in the chest. Yeah, it's like, that was like there was no hurdle. Yeah, that was, he went to hurdle. That was the all guy, yeah. Hong Kong Saturday, right, <laughs> theater. I mean, that was. That was Jackie Chan. Yeah, exactly. Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee. There you go. Jet Lee. I mean, you know, I mean, it was, it, but that was, that was hilarious. It was like, I'm trying to hurdle. No, I'm kicking through your chest. <laughs> Boop. The guy went down. Yeah, exactly. the guy went down and he stayed up. That was a great up. return, yeah. That was, that was a great return. No, you're absolutely right. But that's, that's what's in your mind. That's what's on the precipice. And like you said, day one jitters of that performance 
if you're a rookie or a new guy that's being inundated into the Steelers' way, this is where you find out immediately where you stack up as a player on this team. And will you be a player on this team? Right. Oh, there's no question. And this is, again, the beginning of the, the, the real beginning of the journey because, obviously, uh, no, no football game is ever played without pads. And, and for these guys right now, again, putting their best foot forward and being able to come out and be, be competitive. And for some of them, it's really finding out, can I do this? You know, am I capable? Do I have those qualities? I remember the near panic I was in on my first game at Three Rivers, how I was standing there in the, in, the, uh, in the hallway coming out from the locker room at Three Rivers. You made a right hand, and then you went down and made a left hand, and you're just inside the stadium walls, and you can feel the vibration of the fans as they're all jacked up there at Three Rivers back in the day, right? And you yeah. could feel all this excitement around you. And then you have that moment of clarity where you go, can I do this? <laughs> yeah. Am I, am I ready to do this? I, can I do this? Yeah. Will I do this? Yeah. I mean, like, will, will my like legs and my brain die? stay connected <laughs> long enough? <laughs> what if I freeze up? What yeah. if I can't remember the play? I mean, all these thoughts run through your mind. Well, and, and as a college guy, this is the NFL. Yeah. Right? This isn't college. Nope. Like, there's no fish out there. Right. You know, there's no easy guy. There's no easy game. So this is my first time to really see, do I stack up against T.J. Watt? Yeah. Do I stack up against Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward? Do I stack up against, you know, Deontay Johnson and Allen Robinson? And then, of course, you know, how am I going to manage the first time I'm in the hole one-on-one with Najee Harris? Yeah. As a young guy, right, Ooh. if I'm Tanner Muse. Right. You know, so those are all the things flowing through their mind that they're just trying to – Wrap your head around. And I think that's why, I, you know, I made the little kind of comment that the bounce isn't the same today. No, it is A lot isn't. of those guys. Now, the vets, yeah, the bounce is the same because, like, I'm trying to save all these bounces. <laughs> you know, I'm not Tigger. I, I have, a, I have a, 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 an exact amount of bounces that I can use How in come my practice. son just looked up when you yeah. said Tigger? Yeah, you know, exactly. You two, you two are on the same Winnie wavelength. Winnie the Pooh era. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, Tigger just bounces. Tigger just bounces. And that, that certain, like, DBs have that, where yeah. it's just like, it's obnoxious. Yeah. You look at them, you're like, why are you so happy? Oh, why know. are you springing around? Our Ryan Clark used to be that guy yeah. for us. Always, always smiling. Our, always. RC, always smiling, jumping around, yelling, full of energy. You're yep. like, you're like just, just stop. Stop. No, it sucks right now. I want to suck. Stop trying to make me laugh and smile. Clark Hagen's another guy that used I'm to I'm miserable. Do that. I am miserable, and I want to. I want to stew in my mud pile. Who, who is the most miserable man in when in your camps? Oh, grumpy man. Yeah, because we used to vote on, on most miserable man in camp. Uh, I would definitely say Chucky Acobi. Chucky Acobi. Chucky okay. early on in my career, and then then after that, um, Casey Hampton. Okay. Even though Casey was always happy. But he just always looked miserable in team periods because yeah. he knew that he was going to have to go and be a lawn dart. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's just going to stick in the ground, root yeah. himself, and everybody's going to try and hit him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what you just deal with. You just yeah. deal. Like, I'm just here to take the brunt of the punishment. Yes. And I'm at the tip of the spear, right? I, I've got to, I've got to pierce the armor. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm job one for the offense. Yeah. Exactly. It all stems from me. So. I mean, and, and and who who was the angry man? Was he was he you? Oh no no no! It was John Kolb. Oh, Colby! I oh, can see that. Yeah, granite face cowboy. I'm yeah. telling you what, that man was the most miserable man in camp. We voted him in 1980, 81, 82, 
and when he retired in 83. And then he came back as a, as a uh, coach, and we voted him most miserable <laughs> as a coach. As a coach. He didn't even have contact. <laughs> He's like, why do you still look like it is the fourth practice on the same day? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, know? you, just ch- you just got the key to your room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colby was the best, man. He just he just look at you like he's got that face where it's it's like it's chiseled out of granite, man. I yeah. Mean, he just uh, and you're like, oh, okay, he's not a happy camper. No, but I mean, but 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 that but you also you need that guy. Oh yeah, because that's the comic relief guy as well. Well, not only that, you look at him and go, I'm not feeling that bad. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, apparently, I, I'm doing better than this guy. <laughs> apparently, but the I, funny I, part was then John, you know, you'd ask him something, then he. He just break into some laughter or, it's, or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it was just the greatest. But it was just so funny because looking at him sitting in the meeting room, you're like going, "Wow, he's looking miserable right now." A little extra salty. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody unscrewed the cap. An Oklahoma cowboy it. at his finest. Yes, that's no, for sure. Absolutely. Well, no. Well, that that's fine. Well, hopefully there's no grumpsters in this crowd. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's happy, but we will be looking. And, you know, we may have a vote on Grumpiest Guy in Camp. You know what? I think that's something. You know, when I was in Minnesota, they had the ugliest man in camp. Okay. And in Pittsburgh, we voted on the most miserable man in camp. I wonder if we could have the ugliest and most miserable man in camp together. Oh. Uh, Maybe you and I need to, you know. Might have to do some uh, um, some Minnesota, they call him King Ugg. King Ugg. (laughs) That's a good one. Let's go on. I know my uncle did not make that one. No, Joe. No, Joey didn't make that one. No, no, because he he, pro- he probably would have like karate chopped somebody. In oh the yeah, yeah. If they told yeah. him. I uh, karate. Yes, but all right. Well, we're going to step aside. It's the it's the end of the second hour. One more hour that, to man's go. Flying by. It is. It is. And we are here in the locker room. Wolf Starks. We only got one ninja. Uh, on site, but we right. got a bunch of ninjas back at the uh, at the studio. There, I heard Sensei yes, Ram at one point. Tom, Justin, we call them Tustin when we can't forget, can't figure out their voice. But, uh, but yeah, we'll be back in a minute here from training camp. I can't even do it. I can't get the high high voice right now. You got to reach down there and get it. I know. I, I, w- I will. I'll work on that in the break. Here at St. Vincent's, we'll be back in a moment. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 